This podcast is recorded in front of a live studio audience at Legend Comics in Omaha, Nebraska. Hey, this is Jeremy Messersmith, and you're listening to the Two-Headed Nerd Comic Cast with, um, yeah, with Matt. Joe and Matt, yeah. Perfect. Welcome to episode 26 of THN, where we're talking comics for the week of Wednesday, July 13th. My name is Matt Baum. And when I'm not punching myself in the stomach in an attempt to toughen up because I'm terrified Ron Weasley is going to get killed in the new Harry Potter, <laughs> leaving me crying like John Boehner at his swearing-in ceremony, I'm writing about and appraising comics for WorthPoint.com. Go, Joe Patrick. And I'm Joe Patrick, artist and co-creator of Good Plus Online. And when I'm not blushing while staring at pictures of the now handsome and all growed up, Neville Longbottom. I'm the manager of Legend Comics in Omaha, Nebraska. He is a cute dude. This week you'll hear reviews of the Green Lantern 67. Then we'll review 10 comics faster than a meeting to raise a debt ceiling can fall apart in the ludicrous speed round. After that, we'll sort through the pages of equations that will predict what comics you should be reading next week. And finally, we'll meet you out behind a club where we'll be chilling in our money green with gold sparkle Delta 88. <laughs> Sitting on fake gold plated 22s just waiting for some junkie that needs a prescription from the comic book. I don't know what any of those words meant. But before we kick this pig, let's take a moment to feel sorry for the Japanese national women's soccer team after the largest earthquake in recorded history devastated their country and hope they understand when the lovely ladies of the U.S. women's soccer squad kick their collective butts on international TV this Sunday. And then we'll talk about this week's big news. Our lead story is a bit more than a week old, but it escaped our attention last episode. Archie Comics' bastion of 1950s-era morality is suing co-CEO Nancy Silberkleit wow, for alleged sexual harassment. Now, Archie claims that uh, Silberkleit has a history of this kind of behavior, including, and I'm sorry, a 2009 incident where she pointed at several male employees and shouted, Penis, 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 penis! <laughs> I suppose we could have warned the parents that one was coming. <laughs> TMZ has reported that Archie hired an outside organization to investigate their claims, and that organization then recommended that the company sever ties with Silberclight immediately. Matt, I don't really see what the big deal is. That's how you greet me every day, and I don't mind. I think the real news here is that you are telling me that it's okay to use the word penis on the air. Listen, it's a clinical term. We all got it. It is a clinical term. Okay, I... I've heard about this too, and it comes from TMZ. Which no, is it's like, true. It's from everywhere. It, is it really? Yeah. I mean, obviously, she has problems. I mean, of the mental sort. Well, uh, to, to be fair, this is all allegation. Right. These are allegations. We'll see how it shakes out. I don't think this ultimately affects Archie Comics at all. No. She was a silent partner, if anything. Well, obviously, sexual harassment is no laughing matter. Absolutely we are not. going to, however, no continue matter. to make. Uh, genitalia jokes for the rest of the episode. Because it's good for ratings. Penis. Moving on. Over the course of the week, Marvel has released one teaser image per day, each one featuring a single character, Iron Fist, Doctor Strange, the Red She-Hulk, the Silver Surfer, and finally, the Hulk. These figures are composed entirely of black text, except for several highlighted letters in each image that, when decoded, spell out the following ominous phrases. Keep it up. The universe will break. Shut the engines down. Everyone you love dies. And... Fight to save everything. Whoa. Yeah, right? Bleedingcool.com has pointed out that each of the images have completely different words except the one they all share, Defender. Marvel is staying tight-lipped until the Fear Itself panel at San Diego, but the message seems clear. Joe, 
How can this be the return of the Defenders without Cadaver or Sepulchre? Uh, those are the secret Defenders, Matt. <laughs> Not the main Defenders. They were my secret Defenders. <laughs> uh, I think it's it sounds great. Like, the last couple takes on the Defenders have been kind of jokey. No, they've sucked. Let's just well, call it what yeah. it is. They were terrible. It's It's... The temptation, I think, is to constantly do silly stories with the Defenders because they're right. really a silly team. But I'm all for like a serious Defenders book with these heavy hitters. I believe one of the past ones had the like the tagline on the front, voted the world's worst comic book. That was, was the Eric Larson, Eric was Larson and Kurt Busiek. <laughs> uh, and it was awful. It was pretty bad. Yeah. It should be pointed out that the Hulk teaser, which was released today, did not say Defender. It said Offender. Ooh. Oh, are they going to beat up the Hulk? Is he the villain? Maybe. What does it mean? The Incredible Hulk's book is going away after, I think, one more or two more issues. That's true. Maybe when the Hulk comes back, he is not going to be uh, his old sunshiny self. Oh, I hope he's gray again. The return of Joe <laughs> Fix It. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I am I am all for a Defenders thing, uh, especially uh, if it is like heavy-hitting, high-stakes, high-adventure I hate the Red She-Hulk. I hate her, too. Finally, DC Comics has started releasing solicitation information for month two of their epic relaunch. The news includes confirmation of the first batch of miniseries that will accompany their ongoing titles like The Huntress and Legion Secret Origin, both by Paul Levitz. The most welcome bit of news to come from this information, however, is the announcement that James Robinson is returning to the world of Starman with a 12-issue Shade maxi-series starting in October. Better be good. Oh, the series will take the form of three three-issue arcs interspersed with single-issue Times Past stories. And uh, fans of the old Starman will know that those are one-shot stories filling in the history of the world. And these will all culminate with, the, uh, with issue 12 and the long-awaited origin of the Shade. According to Robinson, a who's who of amazing artists will illustrate the series... Issues 1 through 3 will have art by Cully Hamner. Uh, issue 4 will be Darwin Cook. 5 through 7 will be drawn by Javier Polito. Jill Thompson will tackle issue 8. And Fraser Irving will provide art for the final three-issue arc. The final issue of the series, A Times Past Tale Telling the Shade's Origin, will be illustrated by Gene Ha. Matt, our mutual love of James Robinson's Starman is well-documented. I think I've personally turned more readers onto the series than any other fan in history. I'll back that title up if I have to. And in your case, your love is tattooed all over your body. It's true. How excited are you to hear this news? On my penis. Oh. <laughs> Had to. I, I really need this to be good. And I'm not worried about the artist at all because I love everybody we listed there. Yeah. The only problem that I see so far is James Robinson. Because James Robinson has not been the James Robinson that we love for quite some time. However. Now, I will say, and I know where you're going with this. He has not exactly been in his wheelhouse either. He's been writing a JLA book, and I just don't think he's a team guy. Right. Well, and there have been two, at least two books that have come out since he took over JLA. There was the Starman Congorilla one shot and uh, the Blackest Night Starman tie in, both that, of which were excellent. Were very good. And I'm hoping we see that return to the form. Yeah, if we get that. I'm very, very yeah, happy. I, I am I am more excited than I probably should be considering how, how much I've not enjoyed Justice League, but I can't help it. I love Starman so much. That's this week's big news, and if you want to discuss these stories or anything you think we missed, hit us up on our Facebook page where our fans understand that under all of our clothes, we all have a penis. Penis. 
Now, normally at this time, we would attack two different comics as a part of our weekly comic reviews, but this week saw the end of the War of the Green Lantern story, a story that was so big, we decided to smash our heads together for a two-headed <laughs> tag team review of Green Lantern number 67, the conclusion to the War of the Green Lanterns. Joe, take it away. Let's start off by saying this uh, issue is by Jeff Johns, of course, pencils by Doug Mankey and his uh, usual army of inkers. Like, I'm not kidding. One, two, three, four different inkers on this book. Yeah. Uh, which we'll get into in a minute. Uh, the War of the Green Lanterns uh, f- showed Hal uh, being confronted by the Guardians for uh, his insubordination. Which and they is really were... new. They've never really done anything like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Hal Jordan's <laughs> such a... Normally, just, you know... Uh, and so uh, it started off with that, and then it it featured the return of Corona, the rogue Guardian, who has been kind of mutated into a little blue dwarf like the rest yeah. of them, but way, like, creepier. Scary-looking dude with, like, he had bandages all over him and stuff. Yeah, and for for months in the uh, Green Lantern titles, Krona has been kidnapping the entities of the emotional spectrum. These are the weird alien yeah. animals Ion, that we squid. found out represent all the different colors. Basically. Ion the whale, right. Uh, the the weird little dinosaur that is represents love for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the parallax entity. He's been kind of kidnapping them and enslaving them for his own nefarious ends. And that came to fruition in War of the Green Lanterns, which showed the entire Green Lantern Corps being corrupted by Parallax and coming under the will of Krona. Basically, his plan was to round up all these creatures and use them to take over the Guardians. Right. To warp their minds. That not only, like, take them from emotionless guardians but hit them with so much emotion that they go nuts man and right. that's exactly what they did and so he's you know basically wanting to remake the core and then i'm sure in turn remake everything because that's what they do always and so cut till now we've had months of action and suspense and now here it is the final installment where Kyle, John, Guy and Hal and the rest of the now freed Green Lanterns are making their final assault on Oa and Corona, who has used the entities to possess the Guardians. And the entire core. The entire Green Lantern Corps has been chasing these four for a while now. Yeah, but, but now just, they're free. They've freed them in the past, the past couple issues. And now they're, they're coming to kick butts. And so you've got, you know, the Green Lantern Corps versus the full untethered might of the Guardians and the emotional entities. And man... It's like a color explosion. Yeah. So this particular issue uh, shows Hal and the rest of the core kind of attacking Corona on Oa and with the uh, the intent of freeing the other main Lantern members from the other cores, Atrocitus, St. Walker, uh, Indigo, Larflees. They've been trapped in the Book of the Black. Brody St. Walker, by the way, His who is totally is somebody that Jeff Johnson Hang knows. loose, dude. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Carol Ferris, Star Sapphire. And they've been trapped in the Book of the Black by Krona, and uh, Hal has been kind of like carting their rings around, and they even used them for a while because they had to shed their own green rings right. for fear of being That was possessed. when they were the Rainbow Coalition. They were, and Jon Stewart had that sweet do-rag. Oh, that was so dumb. <laughs> that was so stupid. So here the the other Corsmen, Corsmen? Corman? Core members. Sure. Are finally freed thanks to the uh, quick thinking of Kyle Rayner, and we see them kind of restored to the way they were, all except for one. 
that is Sinestro. Yeah. Who is chosen by the Green well, Lantern a, Corps. First, there's this great scene where the rings fly out. And they're like, oh, you know, it, uh, they go to, to return to the people they were on. Like the orange ring flies back to Larflees and the blue ring flies back to Brody. But they get interrupted and they all go to Corona. To Corona. Oh, yeah. They all go to Corona. And, he, you know, there is no beating Corona. No, it'd be like uh, they can't stop like him. Like the entire core is there. They can't fight him. They've got all the colored rings. He's too powerful. And obviously he can take them whenever he wants. He possesses the entities. There's really no beating the guy. But there's this one green ring. That flies out and attaches itself to Sinestro. Sinestro gets says, chosen. You are chosen. Welcome to the Green Lantern Corps. Thal Sinestro of Korrigar, you have been chosen. And it chosen. happens in this great scene where like, where Hal Jordan freaks out because he thought this was going to work when he released the rings, but they went to Corona. And so he's attacking Corona and fighting him, and Sinestro just loses it and like jumps on his back. Yeah, he's fighting the to, guy with his bare hands. Yeah, like tries to strangle him. And when that happens, all of a sudden this little green ring appears and it says... Sinestro, you have proven that you can... You're able to overcome great fear. There we go. Welcome to the Green Lantern Corps. And boom. And then there's this full page of a totally, like, dumbfounded Sinestro. (laughs) Like, what? In his old Green Lantern uniform. Such a great scene, Yeah, and everyone is, like, Sinestro's, like, stammering. He's like, I I don't know what to do. And And I was like, don't, just go with it. (laughs) this This is the perfect example of what Jeff Johns does well. He pushes our nerd buttons. You yeah. know what I mean? He knows exactly how to get us. And if you think about it, we've basically had, what, seven or eight years of this epic Green Lantern story yeah. after epic Green Lantern story. And it hasn't gotten old yet. Yeah. He's still nailing it with every one of these stories. And this, yeah, I had so much fun reading the end of this. And it was just as big and oh, just as epic as the end of Blackest Night, as the end of uh, the Sinestro Core War. I mean, like. It, it was fantastic. and it, It's up there with Black as Night yeah, in terms of an ending. It was ending. just a great or, uh, story. Brightest Day. Brightest Day had the Swamp Thing thing going yes, for it. but It certainly did. I mean, this this is a huge fight. And there there is a, an instance here where they ultimately do defeat Corona. And, of course, it's Hal and it's single-handedly. And that's where they lost me. Yeah, because I was for a like, second. Wait a minute. Yeah, like they spend the whole issue completely powerless to stop Corona, and then all of a sudden, Hal thinks real hard, and punches a hole through him, and yeah, shoots a hole through Corona. Game over. Everyone gets their rings back, and uh, but they later address that in the issue. Yeah, where the Guardians then discuss it quickly amongst themselves. The rings are programmed to be unable to kill a guardian. No lantern should have the will to override it. So something's going on with Hal. Yeah, so it's not just that, like, he's the hero and he came to save the day. It's not like the end of the stupid movie. Right. Uh, hey. <laughs> it was a stupid movie. <laughs> it's it's that something happened. Hal, like, reached the pinnacle and went over it. Like, he, yeah, like he reached hit the, the new wall level and broke past the wall. That we've never seen. And in that moment, killed a guardian. Yeah. And that so freaks the guardians out that they kind of turn and go, okay, well, we're back to who we were. And our first order of business is you're fired. (laughs) Yeah. And all of a sudden, Hal's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That's not how this is supposed to end. Yeah, and the ring comes off him. And Sinestro is still standing around just looking totally stupefied. And we end with Hal Jordan on Earth wearing the flight suit. Yeah, just wandering the desert. In the middle of the desert absolutely dumbfounded yeah such an effective fun ending and it ends with the to be continued in green lantern number one featuring sinestro yep 
And they immediately, uh, DC immediately, and that's why we're doing spoilers because immediately DC put out uh, yeah, we got the all kinds of images like the full cover for issue for one, Lantern. and it's just like Sinestro's on the cover, the spo- cat's out of the bag. It's like when Marvel decided they were killing Cap and Human Torch, and right. then told everybody the day before it came out. So there's really no avoiding the spoiler. Sorry if you somehow were able to. But this was so effective. And not to mention the fact what I find really interesting, War of the Green Lantern's conclusion done in a regular two ninety nine monthly issue. Yeah, it this wasn't, wasn't any thicker. This wasn't a big giant, you know, four ninety nine affair like they did, which I don't have a problem with when they're done well. But this wasn't a big, you know, black night bloated. special issue. Yeah. It wasn't a the end of brightest day. It, this was the regular Green Lantern. Well, that comic. they drew the line. And that, but I think that's really saying something. Because whenever Marvel does one of these big issues where something gigantic happens, it's in a four ninety nine special sure. issue or something. Yeah, I, I give a lot of credit to DC for doing this story, a story this huge and epic, in the regular pages of Green Lantern, making this book as important as it should be. Yeah, as opposed to taking the characters out of their regular book and sticking them somewhere else where they do something gigantic. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. I just I love it. I love it when they make the monthly books important, and that is what DC is doing. And I'm I'm hoping <laughs> when the relaunch comes, they will continue this. They'll continue to do this, and it looks like they're going to. Yes, uh, and I just real quick another couple points about the story is that you would expect a book this action packed. You you might be afraid that there are no character moments. There's no development. There is there. I mean, there are a lot of moments where I. Uh, was really pleased. He Sinestro having a moment of clarity. Yeah. Okay. Fair where enough. like he realizes Hal would die for the core, you know, and that right. he's better than Corona. All of a sudden, that, he's impressed and by Hal. Now and they're fighting together instead of at instead of them fighting together, but Sinestro still having his own goals. Yeah, there was they're a truly a fighting together. There. And uh, another moment came when Corona finally is defeated, and. All the entities escape the Guardians, and the rings fly back to the rightful owners, except the Sinestro ring, which is already... Sinestro already has a ring now. Right. And there's a, a panel where Indigo, who normally speaks... Uh, Whatever she's like, Indigo speak. Yeah, she's demanding, where's Abin Sir? Where am I? How did I get here? Yeah. I need to know where's Abin Sir right now. She knows something from way back, apparently. And Larflees is afraid of the ring. Yeah, he's like, no, 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 keep it away Keep from it me. away, keep it away. And, and then he hits his finger and he's like, mine. mine. <laughs> and then, yeah, Indigo starts speaking that weird uh, Indigo talk again. Uh, and I just loved that. I loved those little yeah. tastes. Setting us up for, I mean, like the next big Green Lantern story, which it, it, it's going to be just as huge and just as epic as all these. I'm totally on board. This War of the Green Lanterns, huge by it. Uh, this, the art, which we didn't really talk about a, a lot, is oh, the phenomenal. masterful Doug and Mankey. Mankey had so many inkers on this book, and he has for a while now. Sometimes you can tell. Yeah. There's a couple pages here and there, but that is not to say that it's it's bad or no. Lackluster. It's just it's different and it can be a little jarring, right? But that said, I opened up this book and I saw the first splash page yeah. and I went, oh. I will say I'm going to say it. Nobody more talented working at DC Comics right now. Yeah, he's their MVP. Doug they need Mankey to hold on to this guy. guy. Yeah. They've got Doug Mankey. They've got Ivan Rice. You know, they really need to keep these guys on yeah, high profile absolutely. books. Absolutely. Uh, again, yeah, Green Lantern 67 is a strong buy at War of the Green Lanterns was a fun story. Absolutely. It's time for Judgment Like Lightning as Joe and I review 10 comics with the power and destructive force of a twin fast-moving July Thunderhead. That's fast! 
Head to your basements, put your heads between your legs, and kiss your asses goodbye, because Nerd County is now under a ludicrous speed round warning. Ludicrous speed! Go! Captain America, number one! This is the best damn looking book I've seen in a long time. It was time. really good. Love Steve McNiven, love Ed Brubaker, really excited for this series, buy it. Detective Comics, 879. Oh, God. God, Snyder, you're trying to ruin my life. No, I love it, I love it. It was so creepy and so beautiful, buy it. Red Wing, number one. Man, this is wild stuff. I love it. Time fighter travel pilots fighter pilots. That travel through time. It had a very Star Wars feel I to it. I loved it. Absolutely loved yes. it. Strong by it. Flashpoint, Emperor Aquaman, number two. It was silly. It was so All these silly. All have been silly. They're getting sillier, too. Oh, man. It, it, it was the worst when it's 13-year-old Aquaman and his lightkeeper dad fighting Atlanteans in birthday hats. <laughs> Ugh. I don't need it. Leave it. Ghost Rider, number one. Wasn't surprised. Uh, I didn't really care for the point one issue. It felt a little, and maybe it's just because it was a little rushed, but this one, kind of strong. That's it. Right. Read it while I was drunk. So, drunk by it. <laughs> little Depressed Boy, number five. I cannot honestly tell you why I'm still reading Little Depressed Boy, but I kind of like it. I can't relate to it. I'm not emo enough to be enjoying it, but I am. I can't believe you use the word emo. Uh, I think you should skim it at least. Dollhouse Epitaphs, number uh, one. Maybe I didn't pay enough attention to the show, but this seems a little removed from like the show. Yeah, continuity. it's the future. Okay, that said, I liked it. Really good art. Reminded me of Paul Chadwick. Buy it. New Avengers 14. You know, I like this story. I like the developments with Mockingbird. You know what I hate? Mike Diodato. Yeah, man. That guy, he's, he's jumped the shark. I'm this, done with him. I'm sorry. This book looked awful. Yeah, I'm done with him. I think I have to say skim it. I agree. Man, X-Men Schism number one. Schism. Uh, I really like this. This was fun and really, you know what? Return to form for Carlos Pacheco. His art looked really good. I thought it was a little off. I liked it. I thought it was definite return from where he was. I'm tired of him aping celebrity faces. Uh, excited for where this story's going to go. I give this a strong buy it. I'll buy it. Ultimate Comics Fallout number one. Get out your hankies, kids. It was a tear jerker. I'm not kidding. I cried real tears. Uh, it was really good. Buy it. Bonus round. Green Lantern Corps, 61. Not drawn by Kyler Kirkham, which was a nice little break. It was. This is a standalone John Stewart story. I really liked it. Forgot what standalone GL story was It was like. nice. Buy it. FF number six. The secret history of the Kree and the Inhumans. The art didn't really fit the story. Still, I kind of loved it. It was beautiful. Buy it. Whap, 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 whap. That is your ludicrous speed round. And that is the sound of North Star from Alpha Flight punching you very, very fast. Oh, good. Whap, 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 whap. No, it's not a dirty thing. Filthy. You are sick. Let's talk about some comics coming out next week, pervert. Joe, what should nerds be buying? <laughs> uh, I am really excited for Lock and Key Clockworks, number one from IDW by uh, Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. I feel like I've been waiting for this forever, even though it hasn't been that long since the uh, conclusion of the last story. It is like the secret history of the Locke family and the origin of the keys. I just can't wait. This book is so good. If you're not reading Lock and Key, you need to get on it. I, that's me. I'm get embarrassed. On it. I haven't read it. What are you these. waiting for? I don't know. And, and I know they've got a nice hardcover just out and everything. stop making excuses and tell me what you're excited about. I just about. gotta do it. Next week... And I stole this right out from under my yeah. friend Joe Patrick. Daredevil yeah. number one. Check the record. I had dibs. <laughs> I called from it. From Marvel by Mark Wade and Paolo Rivera. Cannot 
wait. For I know. This. And I'm hoping. How great is that cover where everything's oh. made, out, all the sound effects are made out of words? I love it. I love it. And he's like holding the Billy Club up over his eyes. If you look he's at, blind. If you look at the preview art that they've released, the first like however many pages, you cannot see his eyes through the whole thing. I know. I know. It's so cool. And he's smiling. I know. Matt Murdock I'm is really, smiling. I'm really excited. Is this a return? Like, have we lost the completely depressed blind lawyer? I mean... I don't know, man. And, but then again, you can only do that for so long. I loved it. It really did start to get old. I'm ready for Mark Wade to bring me a superhero Daredevil again, as long as it's great. And I trust Mark Wade because he's very, very talented. I trust I Mark him. Wade, too. Daredevil number one, next week. Can't wait. It's going to be a good one. Oh my damn, who are those hoods mommin' up on those kids on the playground? Straight slinging product ten times more addictive than The Rock. Why, it's the comic pusher. <laughs> That's right, we're your mommies, we're your daddies, we're those nerds in the alley, we're your pushermen. That was, that was as dope as you could get, really? That's as dope as I get. This week, Jeff Jones writes in the second part of his question, I like the X-Men and never understood why I have to read Fantastic Four or Captain America to know what's going on with them. Or the 10 different X-Books, which I still never understand half the time where each one takes place or if it's even in the same universe. So, are there any comics that you recommend that only happen in one book? He wants some self-contained superhero stuff. Joe, what do you got for him? All right, so uh, superhero books from the big two publishers are just by their nature going to cross over with other titles. That's just the nature of the beast. Um, That's how they get you hooked unfortunately, on more. Matt and I are just able to roll with it. But if you want something self-contained and you don't want to be beholden to other stories and other books, venture outside of Marvel and DC and try something like perhaps Invincible and Guarding uh, Guarding the Globe from Image. Yeah, those books are completely self-contained, super fun superhero adventure comics, and I highly recommend them. You don't have to read anything else. You don't even have to read Invincible to enjoy Guarding the Globe. No, and, you could just pick it up. And Guarding the Globe is an Invincible spinoff. Yeah. So, yeah, like books like that, I highly recommend, and they're they're out there. Invincible is one of the best. Yeah, they're doing, and they're, one thing that Invincible is doing that those other books aren't. They're writing superhero stories that could not be written at Marvel or DC. Yes, they're I agree. they're writing what I wish they would do with a character like Superboy, and we've said that before on this show. But yeah, highly recommend those. I would tell you as well. Look to Dark Horse who has published yeah. some amazing superhero stuff, The Umbrella Academy. I love The Umbrella Academy. There's been three Umbrella Academy series so far. There's been two Umbrella <laughs> Academy series so far, <laughs> and both have been nothing short of amazing. Yeah. Art-wise, storytelling-wise, they're both collected. Absolutely worth a look. I would also tell you, BPRD. These it's are not superheroes. Not Well, it's superheroes. But it is a team book. From a different aspect. They're more paranormal. Yeah. type characters sure where you you this is sprung out of the hellboy universe but you don't need to read any hellboy to follow the bprd they're completely self-contained excellent stories i love a, it with a paranormal edge real creepy stuff mankind fighting for its life to exist in a world of demons and devils that are trying to overwhelm it really really fun stuff yeah. and like we said completely self-contained and if i had made it farther through my stack this week bprd would have been pick of the week i guarantee it oh man <laughs> so, it's been so good it's very very good highly recommend those for you jeff make sure and write us and let us know what you think of these two real quick jeff if you're looking for a, a book a superhero book that ties into marvel or dc but you don't have to read other things we've said it before we said it at the top of the show i can't recommend it enough starman 
It's steeped in DC mythology, but you don't need to read other DC books to enjoy it. And it's terminal. It ended. It's self-contained. Yeah, it's 80 issues. Six, and you, and you're six done. big omnibi, and you're out. And it is my favorite comic book of all time. No hyperbole. Yeah, my it's right up there for me. Number one or number two. So there you honestly. have it. So there's some suggestions for you, Jeff. Make sure you write us and let us know if we got you hooked on something. Thanks for the question, pal. Next week, it's time again to take a look because it's in a book yeah. as we give you a review of Parker the Hunter by Darwin Cook. Can't and wait. That unintentionally rhymed. <laughs> sort, of, sort of break it, break it down like this. That's it. We did it. For the two-headed nerd this yeah. week. If open discussions of male genitalia and the humiliation of Japanese women on television didn't send you looking for a more wholesome family-oriented podcast, you can subscribe to THN on iTunes, where your star ratings and reviews make Joe and I feel a little better about the size of our own soccer balls. You can also prove your love by clicking our donate button at TwoHeadedNerd.com. Even if it's only a dollar, anything you can give will be appreciated and goes right back into making this show better. That said, donations of over $2,000 come at the Captain America-themed pool party with our very own <laughs> Dainty Joe in tights wielding the shield. And I spelled shield wrong. That's okay. As always, you can find all things Two-Headed and Nerdy at TwoHeadedNerd.com where you can find our Twitter handles and links to our buddies' nerdy projects like Attic Full of Static, a blog by our friend Erin, who routinely posts pics of her black pug Paxton, much to the joy of sick pug peeps like my friend and pug daddy Matt Bomb. It's true. If that's not enough for you, head over to our Facebook page where you can become a fan of THN and answer the question of the week. This week's query, our first non-scientific poll. It's Green She-Hulk versus Red She-Hulk, Jen versus Betty, and a who-do-you-love grudge match. That's right, one or the other. Uh, and hey, real quick, don't uh, forget that in a couple weeks we'll have our final episode of our crossover with Movie Ha, Captain America. That's right, the Captain America special coming up. One week from today! Before we go, our shout-out goes to Mike Fye, our one and only listener in the great state of Alaska. As far as we know, word you, Bart Fee, and until next time, true believers, this is the Two-Headed Nerd, signing off. Penis. Saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> 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 <laughs>